Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 488's After, After Show. 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 Oh, no, Terry, is your internet cutting in and out? No, it wasn't. Oh, oh, here we are. It's the After Show, 488. If you're new here, the After Show is our time to talk about anything and everything. It may or may not be disc golf related. And especially if you have something extra you want to bring to us in the chat, maybe you've got some questions, suggestions, clarifications, we'll uh, either BS you or point you in the right direction. So put it in the chat for us. As for I was the, saying, as we close out the show, lots, of, uh, the, lots yeah. of regulars on the chat. For all the pros that are listening now or in the next couple days we know we know a lot of you listen the 2024 world's registration schedules were posted what should i just forget about that and not put it on my calendar and then maybe complain later i didn't get in yes so okay check here's what i want everybody listening to do reach out to your local pro <laughs> and say hey do you plan on playing worlds oh, because 10th in the world you're gonna play yeah please yeah. sign up in time because we don't want to have to make excuses for you later. Yeah, because there's a big website right now that has the registration info. Monday, March 11th, the invite list is posted. Monday, March 18th, the emails go out. Monday, March 25th, registration is open by tier. Before you register, renew. Make sure you're certified as an official exam. And... Review the registration schedule that I just posted to figure out where you get to register. Because I think the registration is open by different uh, ratings, tiers, depending on what you're doing and how good you are and whether how many points you got and all sorts of crazy things. It's yeah. out there. If, there it's yeah. out there. Like everybody listening. And, and not just pro worlds. There are juniors, masters, and ams that are listed as well. But those are the pro worlds ones. So I don't want to hear this year a single player complain but you're gonna no i don't think gonna, i will terry i have faith yeah, in our will. pros they're not well, not a single pro should mess this up they will i know somebody will wait till the last moment somebody will then i thought i registered somebody will say 
oh man, I I I got you know ninety percent of the way through it, and then my then my phone died, and I thought it registered, and then I just didn't go back. Like every excuse I hear for my C tiers, I'm sure we'll be able to hear from them, and those will just be amplified. And then and then what we're gonna get is everyone coming in saying who should have been just automatically uh, signed up, who should have been exempt. Well. They should have just done this for this player, and they should have just done that for that player. I don't believe they actually had to sign up. Yeah, if if you can't, if 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 it's not obvious, my my uh, your sick uh, your sarcasm sympath- voice, yeah. <laughs> your sympathy is low. <laughs> sarcasm for the slash, yeah. I just, it's just, it's a very, very basic responsibility, and nobody should have to hold your hand for the biggest, well the most important tournament of your career sign up and i bet you you can do it in under three minutes i was gonna say 120 seconds yeah or 180 seconds and if you can't do it find a trusted friend that can for you just get it done so there's our psa (laughs) the real question is who's not going to do it that's the question i don't know Oh, I thought that deadline meant this or and they get I here's what I like too is you just read off there's a couple weeks of like additional not additional but there's a couple of weeks of warning leading into it. Well, not only today already in 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 January, but just in general like March March 11th this post is March 18th that post is March 25th. I think a Monday you said available. Like who's playing in a tournament on Monday. Nobody. Sign up. <laughs> and if you have a chance to win, you're in that first tier. Everyone that has the, the most likely chance of winning it will be included in that first tier. You might be 990 and not be able to register that first day. Fine. You're probably not winning Worlds either, if we're being real. But if you have a chance to win, you're probably in that first tier, and you can probably and you can sign up that day. Just do it. And already, already on the board says, nah, if your sponsor, your sponsor should be required to take care of it. And I think, well, which sponsor? I, it, it should be a player's thing. I truly believe that. It should be like, yeah. I'm not saying that the sponsor shouldn't reimburse you. Maybe, maybe the sponsors can remind you, but I believe the player's responsibility to sign up. Um, because then you, you ask you, some who, which, if you're Chandler Fry, which sponsor is responsible for signing you up? Is that, bingo. is that infinite Hot or space? TSA? Is infinite? Or maybe it's your bag yeah. sponsor. Maybe it's, yeah. What I'm, so I, it has to be up to the player. But I would have Bingo. no issue if there was a player manager that was like, "Okay, guys, we are we're all on a Facebook chat here, or a or a, a WhatsApp or whatever. Now's the time that you sign up. Like, there's no nothing wrong with sponsors babying players, but when it comes to actual registration, I feel like it should be up to the player because then it doesn't get weird if there's like refunds and anything like that. It can, it can all be designated to the player. But I, I understand your your perception on that i just disagree with it i think it's should be a player responsibility Uh, for for the foreseeable future at least and the only the only i may vary on that a little bit more when we're consistently having every one of our top players maybe has a brand manager and or a a personal uh not trainer a uh you know, their personal assistant, social media. Yeah. Their personal yeah. assistant slash tour coordinator. Mm-hmm. 
at that point, that might be a, responsi- a responsibility that gets put onto them, and I could that would be my next wave of of assumption. But just take care of it yourself. There's yeah. there's uh, if if you think I hate hearing all of those excuses, wait till I hear all of those excuses. But then it didn't even come from the player, and oh. it was someone player adjacent. That's not going to sit any better. I know who's gonna. I know who's gonna be the one to miss it. I'm gonna call him out. Emerson Keith. That guy, he he specifically told us when we saw him this weekend, we need to call him out more. I don't know about oh, what. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, so you're just going to make something up. I'm just going to make something up. He seemed like a really nice guy. I've met him once or twice before, but you know, we introduced ourselves again, and, and he, he, we chatted with him while he was playing at our uh, local indoor experience. He was flown in. It was really it was a fun event. We talked to him on, uh, fr- I think it was Friday night. We got to hang out, yep. and he was jokingly telling us how we need to call him out on the show more. So this is me calling Emerson out. Emerson, right. don't forget to sign up. I don't think you ever have in the past, but don't do it. Yeah, don't forget. To don't sign forget. Up. Not, or don't do, do it. Yeah. Or don't sign up. I mean, don't forget to do it. <laughs> either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a way we'll be guaranteed to talk about him again, right? Is if he does that's forget, true. then we have to then there, call him out there later. you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll touch on that quickly. Emerson, as you just said, in town. He was here for back to back nights. He came into the Milwaukee area on Friday. Uh, there was a singles version of the indoor night that took place about 190 players ultimately showed up to throw shots ranging from 25 feet to 150 feet Uh, it's a lot of fun you've seen probably some videos you've seen simon lazat here you've seen eagle we've seen um sexton philo uh, nate sexton was here philo's been here we've seen a ton of the top pros here in the last few years this year emerson keith was here in the wisconsin version and then i believe avery jenkins is going to be in the rockford and or the dubuque version and sometimes i know chris dickerson's been to him gannon's been to them uh in the other locations uh just hats off to the entire crew uh I, i it takes an army to put on those events of traveling around and making sure that they happen for a couple of nights. And uh, I know Jeff Showers, Mike Harrington, a couple of the ringleaders there uh, have really just done an incredible job. So big, big shout out to all of them. Um, but it was good, as you said, to catch up with Emerson and uh, walk around with him a little bit this weekend. And nothing for nothing, Johnny. Spoilers in full effect here or not. He didn't have any problems with the the putters that were in his hands. He mm-hmm. he even... I mean, I mean, he I, was double fisting putters and and drinks. beverages, but yeah. but when he when he when he had to putt with a disc, it seemed to be pretty damn good. Yeah, it didn't seem so. to matter. Even towards the end of the round, it didn't really seem to matter how much he had consumed. He was still putting in putts, <laughs> and yeah, very and, impressive. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was a lot of fun, <laughs> and it was good to catch up with him. Yes, uh, someone asked earlier, and maybe it's not a secret right now. Yeah, I'm feeling under the weather, and I actually posted to Facebook today that mm. sitting right here in this very spot, I felt a, just a tad congested. In like one hour time span, I went from barely congested to complete, full, gross head, everything. I feel miserable, and uh, you know, I know there was a big weather pattern that came in. I know that everyone's sick around the country and around yeah. around here, around the um, Wisconsin, even. Um, yeah, uh, so hopefully, I'm going to get some good rest and continue to drink some fluids. But I am, I do not. 
feel well at all. That's <laughs> if you couldn't tell. So on Saturday, I went, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get off the subject a little bit. And I went to my son's uh, robotics announcement. This is Saturday. They do the big announce. They did the big announcement of as far as what the what the game is that they have to build these robots mm. to play. And I just want to say that I think that the Colorado team, headed up by Joe Revere, might have a good chance. It's very di- it's very disc golf themed almost. I had a couple of parents come up to me and be yeah, like, "Is hey, it throwing a disc though?" What was that? A frisbee? Isn't it launching a frisbee or a disc or something? It's different every year. Every year they come up with a new game. Okay. And so sometimes, but this year's game is you you need to build a robot that can pick up more or less a a cushiony kind of ring. And that ring needs to go into a, it needs to be shot out of your robot into a particular spot. And there's all sorts of funny, they're theming it after music. So I think they call that, they're calling that the amp. It needs to put the disc or it puts the the ring in the amp. And then you, it has to go over to the speaker, which is what they're calling it, which is more or less just an area with a chain that has to lift itself up and put one of these rings flat and drop it in. But then there's a portion where you can, and I'm not getting all the rules right because I only watched it once and they're super complicated. After your robot puts something in the speaker, your team can hit one of two buttons. One's a collaborative button where both teams can get points. And one's like a solo button where only your team can get points. But I think it lasts less time. I don't know. But either way, then one of your players has to take it, the ring and toss it into or onto a specific spot like a disc. Yeah. I had two to three different parents come over to me and they're like, hey. You you do that disc golf thing, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So your son, he's that's his job, right? He's going to be the one throwing the. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, he's never uh, really like like he's played with his friends in the backyard, and you know he he can hit a 25 foot putt once in a while because he's more or less just kind of all wrist. He just takes it and spins it and flings it. So it's it's always on a hyzer and it's always 100 miles an hour. Um, and I'm like, goo. I'm like. Maybe I mean we can train if that's like going to be his job if he gets real good at it. But I don't think he has any advantage over any other kid other than his height. <laughs> that he's six six, and sure. you have to. It's on the top of something. I think he has got to get it up like six foot uh, six nine or six ten. I think is where the top of the pole is that you have to launch. The person has to launch the the frisbee. But I was all I was thinking is like, man, we should have Joe Revere back on because he's the head of their robotics teams. And, yeah. uh, and 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 talk to him about what he thought of this big reveal um, of all the different uh, the game and how it really did feel a little disc golf related. But yeah, it's not every year that they do frisbees or rings. Sometimes they have to pick up certain balls and throw them, or it's always some sort of game they make up. It's going to drive me crazy, but it was many years ago. I went to one of those competitions. And, and I can't for the life remember who's it, who's it was. I don't know, but they like, they did say that this one was, is like I went a, to watch a remix of an older event. So maybe you happen to go the same year, whether it was 2019 or 2017 or something. Whatever year that this is, this is kind of like a modified version of that year's game. Huh. So maybe you happen to go that same year that this was the original game. So yeah, I don't know. I just I'm I. It's going to drive me crazy thinking about who's who's 
who I went to watch in the first place, though. Like, who was involved? Ah, ah, uh, it must have been. I bet you it was Al to the G. Uh, oh, Alan sure. Bach. I bet yeah. Him and I bet his you son? It was either the yeah. team. Yeah, the team he either ran and or or maybe his son was involved, a, a fellow disc golfer. I just remember going to one of the kind of finals or semifinal competitions here in Milwaukee, obviously a really big deal and undertaking. And I remember going to it and uh, yeah, that's who it must've been. I'll have to reach out to him anyway. All right. Um, well, I mean, my countdown is officially on. I'm just going to say this. I am uh, getting that much closer. Uh, we'll have to have a conversation about the couple of weeks I'm in Asia as to some timing, sure. but uh, as uh, these next few weeks get closer, I will be heading off to Singapore along with Malaysia and Thailand uh, in the next few weeks. So looking forward to that. I thought I'd throw that out there uh, just as a quick reminder. Um, do we have an, we have another guest lined up? Oh, it's in a few weeks, uh, yes. so we'll talk about that. But yep. I think we're going to have a guest talking about the Northeast Disc Golf Expo, that's what it is, uh, is uh, I believe we're going to have intern Ben on the show, and he's going to talk a little bit more about what's going on for that event. So uh, I thought I'd throw that out there as well. As that's continuing to grow, which is awesome. You guys are seeing posts all over, and it's awesome to see that somebody's taking that idea and running with it. Similar and different to, you know, I think initially what we were going to see out in uh, Las Vegas in terms of the big disc golf expo that was going to take place there that didn't end up unfolding. And now we're seeing, and I don't know if this is quite to the scale that Vegas originally was going to be. I don't think we're, see, we're not seeing as much golf interaction, so to speak, but I think in terms of the overall attendance uh, along with players and vendors and manufacturers, it seems like it's hitting the mark. So I'm, I'm excited to hear more about what's going on for that event in a few weeks. All right, I'm going to read off the board. Someone had asked, um, oh, this is kind of, this ties it together. It's exciting. Uh, Tim on the board says, is Philo planning to defend? Funny you say that. Speaking of people who don't sign up, uh, <laughs> so I'll call them out. Yeah, Philo uh, and I had a conversation. I reached out to him about two weeks ago. I said, hey, Philo, are you, are you coming back to Samui? You're like a three-time champion there every time you've been there i've been there uh or every time i've been there you've already been there and you're winning i've been filming it you know you're you clearly you know love the heck out of that trip sign up it's like getting full he's like oh thanks for the heads up two weeks later i get a text from philo hey man it's full (laughs) that's how registration works guys it fills up um philo is very fortunate that uh our buddy luke over there on samui at samui disc golf uh is going to make an adjustment to actually we're going to expand all the fields so that we're going to have kind of a three flight day instead of a two flight day so everybody still will just play their their round of 22 holes two rounds of 12 or two rounds of 11 except for now it's going to be um you know a, a slightly earlier round then a middle round, and then a final round each day. So you'll you'll still play just one round a day over the three days. So nothing really changes except for what time you were going to start at, and that's getting shifted by a half hour or an hour. So Philo, along with some others, are going to be able to get in, and maybe most importantly, that means there's more room in the event uh, for those that are still um, on the fence about trying to get in. There was about 10 people on the waiting list, 
So all of them are going to be excited, including one Philo Brathwaite. So nope, nope, no, no champion exemption there, Tim. Nope, 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 nope. Which brings to another point, Johnny. Okay. And it's a completely different event, an A tier. I saw someone make a post recently saying, hey, that sucks the event is full. Uh, you would think defending champion would get a spot. Would you like to see that implemented at any level of event? No. Not at any level. I think... Okay. I don't I don't see a point in B and C tiers. I, I just okay. I just I just don't. Um and then because then I have to ask like do you if somebody wins in amateur or advanced, do you hold the okay. spot for them in open then if they've moved up? Do they only get the spot if they stay in the same thing? Does this only apply to pros? Does it only apply to pro masters and pros? If I'm 49 and now I'm moving into the Grandmasters, does that count even though I'm a pro? I don't necessarily, I, I don't think for B and C tiers it's it's really uh, needs to be a thing. I wouldn't, I'm not opposed to doing it. I think maybe, maybe A tier and above. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a requirement by any means. I think it's optional. I think if if the TD says, hey, guess what? If you win or even take top five, part of the reward, part of your uh, your win is that we will hold a spot for you next year, which could be kind of valuable on some events because we've seen in the past where events fill up really fast. You know, I, I don't know what the current state of <laughs> tournament registration is, if it's filling up in three to four minutes like we've seen in the past, but I'm sure there are still events in areas of the country where that happens. I think it could be a cool incentive to say, we're going to hold next year, you are going to get an automatic spot after, you know, we will notify you by the email that we currently have, and you have one week to sign up after registration opens. We've held these spots. If you don't sign up within a week, too bad, so sad. You know, I think that could be a cool compensation for winning MPO, FPO, whatever those numbers are. And if you did want to extend it into other divisions, fine. I just think that's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, open, uh, I, I think, and FPO would be the ones where I would look, and above. Like, yeah. Well, those those are the above. So, I well, Elite I series like, majors, you oh, know, I, okay. I, I I could see something like that happening. I feel like the you hit the nail on the head with what the most difficult scenarios are when somebody is either eligible and or wants to play in a different division because then what are you really you know, what are you guaranteeing them? And and I would use the example We'll play pretend and say it's advanced masters. You win advanced masters. You're eligible for advanced grandmasters, or in theory, you could be playing a pro masters or whatever, or in that next year, a pro grandmasters if you're of age. Where do you hold the spot? Is it well, should it be assumed it's when you're moving up no. or not? And then where do you hold that given spot. And I think that MPO and FPO is relatively easy unless again you you win you win the event at age thirty nine and the next year someone's like, well they should have held him a master spot. You know, he's master's age. He won the tournament. You could it just we could split this, you know, you, sixty you, different ways, right? Yeah, you could just say, hey, here are the winners 
in theory, you could say, here are the winners from last year. Maybe you just, we'll just say you do winners. Terry, according to PDGA rules, can you let them sign up first? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I don't know the uh, PDGA rules as far as tiering and op- opening up to specific players. Because if you said, hey, guys and girls, no matter what, if you win a division, we will. you have seven days to sign up for any division you want. You get first dibs on that. If you want, if you're an AM master and you want to stay in AM masters, awesome. If you want to move up to open, great. If you want to go to pro master, I don't care as long as you're eligible for the division. Nowhere do I ever think that the 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 entry fee should be covered. I just think it should be open for them to. It could be not should. I don't ever say should. It could be open for them to sign up. I don't have a problem if that were the case. I don't care the division, the tournament. It's the TD. It's a it's a little extra work, but I know it's not really too difficult a week ahead of time to say, hey, these are the players that won last year. I'm opening up registration on January 1st, but you know what? December 25th, they are allowed to sign up. I'm going to give them the option to sign up first for whatever division. There's eight people, assume you have eight to ten divisions, whatever, that are in the event, and then everybody else gets to get in. Or you do your tiered from there, whatever. I don't know the exemptions that you're allowed with the PDGA. Um, oh, I will say this. Up right now. I will say this. No matter what the rules are for the PDGA, I know that you can probably bend them. Because there's no one that, if you're the tournament director, I'm sure you could probably find a way to guarantee someone to get into an event. Whether that's PDGA legal or not, I don't know. But I guarantee you, as a TD, I've seen it happen, Terry, that a tournament director has made it made sure that a specific player, sometimes maybe it's even me, has gotten into an event. I, I'm currently looking through the 2024 PDGA Tour standards for because if there is a set threshold or limit, I want to know exactly what it is. There's a certain amount of spots you can offer up for people to pre-register based on uh, like a sponsorship exemption. You know, you, you can't, you can't open up a tournament and say, Hey, uh, every single spot could be sold out early and given to only people that are, are sponsoring the tournament. Like they, they have a threshold. So similarly, I want to know if there's an invitation Standard and uh, that's I'll have to look that up so it's not just uh, me digging around here on the uh, internet. Yeah, that's 
that, and that's fine. And maybe somebody off the top of their head can point me directly to it. Uh, PDGA, please make. Uh, da, 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 da. Nope, that's not. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, Warren Webb says PDGA, please I, I make know it can... where historical scorecards show what hole folks started on in a shotgun start. It should be yeah, so simple to do. I don't, I don't know how simple it is. I've looked at. I've looked at the back end of the PDGA, and I don't recall if there is a starting hole on the API. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. Um, just based on what you can designate, that seems very. It seems very specific that not a lot of people would probably need that. It would be again every little bit of data we can get is a bonus, but I don't necessarily think that that's a huge priority for the PDGA. And Warren Webb says it does tell a story. You're right. Anyone, you can make a story out of anything. I agree. Um, there are, you know, two dozen other things I think I would like to see the PDGA accomplish before that. Now, that could be a one-hour job. That could be a 10-hour job for them. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, again, that's one of those things where it's like, I would never be opposed to something like that. If that, if suddenly it showed up on, you know, the final results or what hole they started on, cool. Or what time they started at, because that's technically not available on the PDGA site either. You can't look after they've started. You don't know what time a player starts. You could, that could lead. That's that, and maybe this is a stat Mando. Yeah, Warren Web or Web Warren, reach out to Stat Mando because that's the type of thing that they would probably be great at now in there. So they could. You know, you you hear pros complain about these people that always get to start later in the day, and the statistical analysis of if they play better and whatnot. Cool, maybe that's something Statmando can look at. Hey, guess what? We've we've taken all the players who start after noon every day on the pro tour, and the players who've started before noon, and looked at their, you know, their average rating compared to their current rating. I'm sure there's some statistical thing that I'm dumb. And that they're smart. I'm ugly and they're beautiful. I'm a child well, and they're as an adult. Got, as, long, <laughs> as long as you got that clear happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'm sure it's something that maybe they could look at and figure out. So I, it could be cool. But definitely reach out to Stat Mando on something like that. Put that on their project list. Um. Yeah, unlimited permitted exceptions. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to put it, it's in the competition manual. Again, I'm going to read this a little later. I'm going to put a link here because I think the answer is exactly within that link that I just posted. But it does talk about uh, exceptions and limited ones. TDAs um, cannot allocate more than a third of the event spots, uh, da, 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 so on and so forth. Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Because uh, we've there's seen a volunteers sp- exception, an yep. event sponsorship exemption, affiliate club except uh, exceptions, exemption. not exemptions. Sorry, no, it says exceptions. Exceptions, um, okay. In this case, but I I do want to know. You um, could guess. I, you could probably file that under a sponsor exception because if you technically, uh, you, th- that's part of your sponsorship to the player is holding them a spot, maybe. I could see that fitting if you wanted to wedge it in there. I could see that fitting a sponsor exemption or exception, depending on what you want to say, for that particular um, event if you did it with the winners. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's pretty. I, I think you could do that. Okay. Well, don't take any PDGA tournament directing legal advice from Johnny V. It would be my disclaimer. 
No, of course not. But I would do it. Look into it. <laughs> I was just going to say, look into it. Uh, that does bring up a good point. Webb, I think I saw him post it somewhere else on the on the webs this last week, which is we're you know an eventer, or I'm sorry, a weekender two, technically, right? One weekend into the year, I guess just one. How has scoring for the entire group gone? That would be, I think, a very fair question. I wonder if anyone has any stories. I wonder if anyone has any good or bad uh, as to how scoring, where everyone on the card had to keep score this last weekend, uh, Johnny nor I participated in any uh, sanctioned events. I'd be curious to know how that went and if there was any pushback or blowback. or, or You'd have to think an event that's this early in the season probably like really help drive the point home so that it wouldn't be a, a shock to their players, but I guess anything's possible. So I'd be curious to know if anyone had any feedback. Webb says I had mixed results this past weekend. And by results do you mean um people complaining about it, people having challenges technology wise or or phone batteries dying or like when you say mixed results, people <laughs> four people on the card and three of them had the had different scores. When you say mixed results, I'd be curious to know or mixed reactions, you know, did anyone put up a major fight or, you know, was there any uh Karen's or Chads running around that were screaming about not wanting to do it? I mean, we asked uh, or Emerson Keith got asked, I think, this weekend about it. And if I recall, his answer was pretty straightforward. We're playing golf. Keep your score. Like, Yeah. It's, it's funny how it's this much of a conversation. You're playing in a competitive sport, and you're being asked to keep score. If you just, like, put it at face value right there, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound all too crazy, does it? Like, <laughs> I guess there's some machinery but for the most part, you're responsible for scorekeeping. In no, I guess you're not. You're really not. In, in, uh, and again, I was going to say any individual sport. No, you're not. Yeah, you, you run around and do the. There are so many the options, <laughs> ways to keep score. You can do it on the PDGA. You could keep a score disc, a score on UDISC if you wanted to. Sure. You could keep a score on a paper scorecard. Like, and if you have, as I think we were mentioning to Emerson, we were talking to Emerson about it. If you have a caddy or a support person, you can have them do it. Like there's, if you, if you truly hate keeping score, like if it's that awful to you, (laughs) then find a support person or a new hobby or a new hobby. (laughs) Uh, Artie says Twitter does suck right now. Okay. I don't don't know where that's coming from. Oh, that's because they were talking about something on Twitter and I said, Twitter's awful. Everyone on Twitter is awful. Yes, I am on Twitter, and I am awful for being on Twitter. Yes. I mean, that's yes. I, I, okay. I know, like, I'm swimming in the sewage. I know that. I've, I would love uh, to get off of Twitter because there's almost nothing good on Twitter. Uh, Glenn it's pre- said we it's had pretty three, trashy. three do live scoring. One questioned it, then did you do scoring. Webb said they were not into it, and multiple times we had to repeat all scores and correct paper scorecards. Yeah, I could see that in the yeah. first weekend. It's going to take a little while because somebody's going to forget for two or three holes, and you're like, "Oh crap!" And then you go back and you're like, "Hi, hey, can you fill in these last two or three scores and and whatnot?" It's it's going to happen, like 
Um, we'll get, Buzz we'll, says not we'll every disc golfer needs to play competitive. Needs to play? Uh, no, I agree with that. Well, you, if you're out there with just your buddies and you're not playing in a sanctioned event, then you don't need to keep scoring. I'm totally good with that as well, but no one's forcing you to. It's now just one of those you know, official requirements yep. of playing in a PDGA and, event. So. And like Tim says, if everyone's scoring on the PDGA, it will immediately show discrepancies. If someone puts down a three versus a four on two different cards, you'll, you will get all of that. Yeah, which I, I do love that component for sure. And what else is cool is uh, I would assume the, is the PDGA app, uh, it allows you to probably take, first of all, you don't have to see everyone's running score, uh, if I recall. And Correct. also, does it allow that. you to turn, uh, disable all, I mean, you could disable, just do the scoring where you don't have to disable, you can disable all notifications. I guess that's more of a you doing it on your phone kind of thing. Yeah, if that's you more of a phone notifications. Thing. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah. It would, so it would uh, be interesting if with the PD, I think the PDJ is a web app with a wrapper, and I think you can do notifications now if you want, if you want to get into the little technicalities okay. of it. But it, I think it could be kind of interesting if if um, let if there was a something behind the scenes. Now that everyone has to keep score, if you start a scorecard, and let's just say you're on hole three, two people get the scores, you don't put in a score for hole three. After five minutes or something, it looks at, oh, there's two out of three scorecards that have been scored. Why didn't this one score? And it sends you a notification. It says, ding, hey, you you know, missing a score on score th- on hole three or something along those lines. I think that could be kind of cool, a, a cool feature, just in case someone forgets. Maybe they put it in the wrong hole. Like, literally, I'm sure that could happen. You're, you're, you score, you're supposed to score hole three. You accidentally score hole four. And you and you're going on from four, five, six because somehow you missed three. It's been a while since I've scored on the PDGA app, um, so you'll yeah. have to forgive me. It's, I think it's been a year or so, and I don't know if they've changed or updated anything. I know they're going to be doing some really big, uh, some big stuff in this off season. They're really excited, so I, I am I am as well. But I I think that could be kind of a cool feature. Like, oh hey, how come two of these scorecards have scores on three and you don't? Yeah, or just no. Yeah, like what 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 what's going on? Why did you screw it up? Why did you miss it? Were you going to the bathroom when they were scoring? Were you you know just have a fifteen line notification? <laughs> just just all the options. What were you doing, dummy? You have to yeah you have to fill it back out yeah. like a survey. Yeah, yeah. everyone says you took yeah. a six. Don't cr- stop crying and write down your score. <laughs> Uh, all right. I don't know if there's anything else on the board that we need to question. Are the paper scorecards required to be turned into the TD? That's a good question. I don't. I didn't. I have <laughs> the two events that I potentially would run this year. One's not until like April, May, or June. The other one's not until October or November. So I'm not sure that. Uh, I'm sure those questions will all be answered by the time I'm running them. I'm sure. Uh, the only other thing on the board was Terry was people asking about uh, wanting us to go all Midwestern and talk about the Packers. The Packers. The Packers. The Bears. They beat the Bears. We're going on uh, like uh, 10 straight years of beating the Bears. Yeah, was, Eight yeah, straight years crazy. or something. Yeah. Dude, uh, we're just, we're just yeah. dominating them. <laughs> it is funny that this is one of the oldest rivalries in all of football and it's been completely lopsided now for the last uh like you said eight ten years or whatever um yeah and it's not like oh it's you know they're they're uh you know 
12 and 8 or 14 and 6. Like we're like 18 and 0 against them, I think, yeah. in the last nine years or whatever it is. So that is pretty incredible. Yeah, it was really lopsided towards the Bears. I was going to say, it was lopsided towards the Bears in the 80s when they were dominating the Packers. Um, And then, obviously, with Favre coming in, it became a little bit more even, but the Packers, I think, still kind of started to edge up. Um, And then, since Rodgers came in, he he has just... I mean, as the joke is, he owned the Bears. He he signed over the ownership of the Bears, handed it to Jordan Love, and said, keep up the streak there, little man. And and went on from there. So it's it's great. The Packers now, because of the win over the Bears, made the playoffs. They're gonna go down to uh they're going down to Dallas to play the Cowboys, which in theory the Cowboys are a better team. They should beat us. They've got a great defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um they've got a really good offense. But if there's one thing that Packer fans know, if there's a chance Mike McCarthy will screw up the play clock or the time in a playoff game, he'll do it. If there's a chance, he will do it. So if it if it gets close towards the end, I'm just counting on McCarthy just to screw up, you know, call a wrong timeout, miss a timeout, just delay of game, just forget where he's at. I mean, there's a really good chance. And the Cowboys have not fared well in the playoffs the last few years. So I I, I think the Packers are not going to win. But anything can happen. That's why they play the game. Could be fun. We're, That's we're right. We're really hot at the right time. So it's cool. It's awesome to see. Well, Youngest team in the NFL. Well, Youngest team since 1977, I think, to make the playoffs. And then you and I were bored, and then everything just got older. Correct. We, everything just kept, kept getting older after we were born. <laughs> Uh, yes, we'll we'll see how that all unfolds. Definitely exciting. Uh, if you're a Midwestern Packers fan, there was a significant loss of hope at some point during the middle of the season, uh, it felt as if. And so to have things turn around and, like you said, be trending and, and hot at the right time, uh, we'll see how it all pans out. So looking forward to it. Um, reading off the board, ain't no ch- uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. Oh, th- there was some other big news. Um, as exciting as excited as I personally am about the idea of possibly being able to go to Mexico later in the year uh, to check out an event that they're hosting uh, over just outside of Mexico City. That's in the works, uh, hopefully. Uh, also, Innova had announced a collaboration that they're doing that will involve one uh, Dave Matthews band. And well, I not forget who else. Not a hundred percent. It is not Dave no? Matthews' band. It is Dave oh, Matthews is Dave Math- and Tim oh. Reynolds, who kind of have a okay. side. I think they kind of have a side gig. It's not the Dave Was Matthews. Tim Reynolds in Dave Matthews' band? I don't know for sure. Because that would be really weird. I, I, I think as someone said he used to be a solo artist. So I don't know if he's. I don't, I don't know if. I don't think he's in Dave Matthews' band. So I think you're not going to get the. I don't believe you're getting the full Dave Matthews' band. I think you're getting. Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds in going to uh, on a on a cruise, and they're having uh, Innova's collaborating with them for disc golf. But I don't. Again, I, I don't. Not that there's a huge difference between Dave Matthews and Dave Matthews Band, but I don't think you're going to get the full band thing. It might just be Dave Matthews. So I, <laughs> there's a little clarity to be had there. I think. All right. Well, uh, if oh, he it's is not now- obvious, Johnny. 
Johnny nor I are huge yeah. Dave Matthews fans uh, and have had never really claimed to be, so that's why we're not up on all the uh, official. But, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'll put the link in the chat if you have not seen this. And Glenn Reiser uh, says that Tim is now in the band has and has been there for a few years. So he was not there originally okay. but has joined the band recently. So you're getting two out of the 27 members of Dave Matthews' band. All right. Well, it uh, it is out there. Uh, Riviera Maya and uh, looks like Moon Palace February 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, it lists a nine hole beginner fun course, 18 hole pro level tournament, singles and doubles competitions, arm speed challenge, lessons with disc golf pros, putting contest, and more. So I'm excited uh, for that. Very and cool. More. Uh, I like the and more. Um, so very cool and hope they have uh, a great time. That is what the same week or weekend as it's essentially the same weekend as the all-star. Oh, no, excuse me. Yeah. No, it's in March, isn't it? Or is it in February? No, February. Okay. I thought it was in March. Let's do the math here. February 15th through the 18th. And when I pull up a calendar, that's, uh, the all-stars is going to be taking place on the 16th, 17th and 18th. And this is the 15th through the 18th. So it's all-star weekend. Okay. So, there you go. So best of luck. I think somebody else earlier on the board said something about it being about 3000 bucks. Whatever it is, I, I hope it's fun, and I hope uh, a bunch of people go out and enjoy it. Sounds like a really cool opportunity. Again, you nor I are just diehard uh, Dave Matthews fans, but it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. No, I've been, uh, I've been known to, not, to, to, to truly mock Dave Matthews band fans yeah. <laughs> in the past, and there's nothing wrong with them. I, I, it's, it's, I've got friends that are heavily into them, and I just make fun of them, but. Uh, so Jeremy London, yes, is a actor slash writer as part of the, or was he a, was he a writer he's, of any kind or just actor? I don't know if he's done any writing, but he's primarily an actor. He's many of you will know him as TS from uh, from Mallrats. That's where I first saw him. He's got a twin brother who also does acting. Um, and he, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. When we were talking about a celebrity proam event. He is also, he's starred in a few other movies. Um, nothing huge after Mallrats. I mean, I think he kind of had a little run as a, maybe as slightly as like a, a, a teen, not quite teen, but a young heartthrob. Um, but he, a couple of years ago, he caught the disc golf bug. And he's been very much on Twitter. Just, he talks about disc golf all the time. And I believe he's joining a yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's that's where I was tying this all together. No, he is not, but I believe they may have even recorded tonight. Uh, they don't necessarily go straight to live, but the Hanging Loose podcast, uh, I mentioned them a little bit earlier uh, with Spicy Boy and Shanked DG. Uh, they, I believe, were going to have him as one of the guests. So uh, if it's you're good into for- everything that Johnny just said, and yeah, um, it looks like he'll be joining, so. Yeah, cool. that's that, that's I'm honestly, I'll say this, I'm a little envious of them. Obviously, I've I've been a I've been a Kevin Smith fan for a very very long time. I've seen him live. I've seen mo- all of his movies. Um and Jeremy London when he started doing disc golf, it was something in my head that I wanted to reach out to him at some point and get him on the show, and I just never made the the ambition. I've we've gone back and forth on Twitter a little bit, but I never really had a never really got the chance to bring him on. And I know you you particularly, Terry, probably have very, very little reference to him, but uh good for them. I will listen to that podcast. I'm I'm interested to to hear 
about what he is. He's he's very vocal on Twitter as well. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to sh- throw that out there that uh, one of our newer podcasts in disc golf, uh, again, that's the Hanging Loose Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, they're going to be having him. So if you guys are a fan, you should certainly check him out. All right, Johnny. I don't. Uh, I don't think that I have a whole lot more, um, except for the one thing I didn't share with you. That uh, this weekend on Saturday night, Friday night, we hung out with Emerson Keith and the rest of the crew for the indoor. Saturday night, uh, me and a couple other disc golfers, good buddies uh, Dustin and Paul, who have done some great disc golf uh, work, uh, we headed up to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, the home of one Barry Schultz, and. Three Sheeps Brewing, which was more of the concern for me. They happened to make my favorite Imperial Stout, uh, known as Wolf. And we also managed to drag out our good college buddy, Ryan Hornicle. Oh, and, uh, Hornicle came out. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a good time, and Ryan has run plenty of tournaments in Wisconsin. Not so much anymore right now, but uh, very much uh, active. We introduced him to disc golf in college. And, uh, you know, we've somewhat grown apart over the last few years as he lives about an hour, hour and a half from us and about an hour and um, has kids and family and all that other stuff and is still teaching. But is. uh, Yeah, so it's good. It was good to pull him out. And we rehashed quite a few old, old late 90s, early 2000 stories uh, with him with regard to disc golf. It was a good time for reference. Um, I would really put him right along the lines of like a James Conrad. That's how you can imagine Ryan Hornicle very much into, he was always good at, he was always good at art and juggling and he didn't throw as far as Conrad, but long hair, no, but, um, just yeah. v- very much kind of similar act, frame, very similar frame as a James Conrad. But, um, yeah, th- that's where, uh, that's that for reference, I, I kind of, I could put the two next to each other. Yeah. So anyway, good time. Uh, great to hang out there and great to catch up with an old disc golf buddy who has quite a memory of some of our old school stories. And uh, it, that it might would not be, be funny good to, Yeah. Some, some <laughs> of those stories are better than others, but uh, overall it was certainly a good time. So congratulations, I guess what some of uh, there's a big football game last night with some college teams and Mi- uh, one of the Harbaugh's won. Is that what Mich- I saw? Yeah. Michigan won. I, I don't follow a lot of, College sports. Congrats. I know Michigan. I'm beat sorry Washington. to the team that lost, and I'm I'm happy for the team that won. So uh, that that's yeah. all I can say on that. Yeah. As knowledgeable as we are. All right, we're going to close it out again. We've already got no. guests lined up for next week. No. Oh, we got a giveaway. I have a Holy Patreon shnikes. giveaway, Terry. Yeah. We Did you forget giveaway. about Patreon.com/slash/SmashboxTV, where you can How sign up and for as little as a dollar a month be eligible for our weekly giveaway that there are 136 people this week that are eligible for our weekly giveaway on smashbox tv that patreon.com slash smashbox tv yeah look at those stickers a couple sweet stickers uh we got some of these in stock so most of the time when i am shipping out now a smashbox patreon giveaway you Often we'll get one of these stickers. If I don't do that, I go with uh, a different style of Smashbox sticker that we also ordered up not too long ago. So you get one of these fancy little fellers, little three-inch uh, sticker. So, Or sometimes I go both. You get both of wow. them. I don't know. It just 
depends how generous I'm feeling. You but, were handing those yes. out like candy at the at the indoor experience. Yes, spreading some love around. So we'll find something here in my office. That's what I was just looking around for. Is I know uh, maybe something here in my office that we could give away. I mean, it's it seems like a no brainer to go with more uh, Samui discs. Uh, as I'm going to be heading there soon. Uh oh! Well, if you Uh-oh. had a trash panda disc, I'd tell you to recycle it. And <laughs> yeah, we got cloud breakers. R.I.P. Cloud 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 breaker rules. <laughs> Uh, these are on discount now since Eagle has left the building. Maybe not. All right. Anyway, anyway, 136 people are eligible for our giveaway tonight. Terry, is there a specific way, number or way that you would like to do this? I've I've started <laughs> by uh, email address. Email. It's the second podcast of the year, so let's go with the second number you draw all right our first number we drew is 71 our second number we're drawing is 59 59 so let's look at what 59 is uh a j a j an h Uh, not too far ryan hunt congratulations ryan ryan hunt ryan hunt you are our winner tonight uh terry will Get you a sweet piece of plastic. From, and a sticker. And a sticker, hopefully. Don't yeah. forget the sticker. I'll for sure get the sticker in there. All right, well, good. Then hopefully you get more than just a sticker. sticker. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might not get a disc, but you'll definitely get a sticker. No, you'll get a disc and sure a, sticker, a sticker, hopefully, there. So thank you, Ryan Hunt, for being a Patreon supporter. It looks like you've been a Patreon supporter for about a year now. So thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan. Sweet. Very cool. Yes, we certainly appreciate it. All right, I think with that, now I think I can officially uh, close it out. Terry's sick. I got more work to do, and then I'm going to get to bed. Uh, big, big shout out to Jesse Stedman from Trash Panda, who joined us in the regular show. Uh, we also had Kirby Snyder join us in the regular show. Congrats to him and his new sponsorship, and congrats to all the energies and efforts that we're seeing out of Trash Panda, their whole crew, their uh, their him his employees and now he's even got uh, erica stinchcomb on board as a sponsored player awesome to see and uh, very inspirational for all the hard work and the dedication that he's been putting in over these last few years and if you don't you probably already do this but if you don't uh go out there and subscribe to his youtube channel it's it's just phenomenal um not only does he do everything so uh it's so inspiring and he does it so well then he documents it on top of it and is a great, uh, as he said, tells a story, and he does such a phenomenal job of it. I'm jealous of all the good stuff he does. I just get colds, give away stickers. All right, with that, this has been Podcast 488's After Show. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on our new time at 8 o'clock Central when we start next week. Dutch Napier, a.k.a. Batman, along with Eagle McMahon. Those are at least two of our guests. There could be more. We'll be coming to you for 489. We'll see you then. You step inside the smash box.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 